Hi, and welcome to Storytime with Rabbi Yitzhi Hi, everyone. I am your host, Rabbi Yitzhi Ersh, together with... Me, Yossi, his sidekick! Yay! To send much-needed donations to J-Root Radio, the address is J-Root Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. Uh, J Radio can be found on Naki Radio, and it also can be found on jrootradio.com. And at 712-432-4217. Also, you can call in at 718-506-9099. And you could uh, also follow the archives by following the menu at the end of the show if you would like to call in to tell us what you learned. So the number is 718-683-5858. Of course, uh, if you would like to text in for information about how to sponsor a program or to advertise, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. Also, if you would like to text in a story suggestion with all its details, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. If you are interested in hiring Rabbi Yitzhi Herbs for either live storytelling or storytelling on Zoom, uh, and or if you want to hire Rabbi Yitzhi Herbs to do his famous Kayach von der Meyer show, or, or, you know, uh, or you're interested in information on how to learn martial arts lessons or Qigong energy exercises, or if you're interested in art lessons or anything of that nature, you know, uh, for more information, call 718-375-1294. The number again is 718-375-1294. Rabbi Yitzhi's CDs are in most stores, and if you have a CD that is not in the store, you can call the 718 number 375-1294 to ask for uh, the current list to be faxed or uh, emailed. Rabbi Yitzhi Herbs' books are also on sale in stores, also at your local farmer's store. Okay, hope you don't mind that I did all that. No, it's quite alright, so I guess we could go straight to the story now. Once again, I just want everybody to understand that uh, this week's show is sponsored as a Rafur Shlema for Chaim Yosef Tzvi Ben Sarah Miriam. And for Raphael Avram Yitzhak Ben Gittel. And to you, Masha, just want to tell you, you just stay strong. And just remember that everything heals in its proper time. Spiritually, physically, mentally, everything. And everybody should be aware that... I know what you want to say, Rabbi Yerbs. Yeah, what? Ah, uh, ah. Uh... Ah, Misha, 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 Nech Nasada, Marvin, 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 Mishimcha, Ay, 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 Mamma, 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 Ay, ay, ay. You notice I didn't stop you so much this time. Yeah, how come? Well, it's because, actually, as you know, uh, this Friday in Shabbos is Rosh Chodesh Adar. <laughs> yeah, oh boy, I'm really ready. Yeah. Okay, that's that's good to know, because I'm also ready, if you want to know. And therefore, I was thinking about telling a story uh, today uh, about... About... 
<clears throat> something in the Purim spirit. Uh, uh, um, you know, so uh, since I'm going to tell about something that has to do with Purim, um, so maybe you want to tell the story, because after all, you said you wanted to tell the story uh, when it comes to Adar. So uh, I'm just doing a prelude, because since Rosh Chodesh Adar starts already on Friday in Shabbos, so uh, why not give everybody a special treat and tell them some sort of a story um, like now? You know, that would be uh, L'Kavoy uh, Shabbos. <laughs> well, well, well. That sounds like a good idea. I like it. That's fantastic. So, um, and I was thinking that since, you know, you said that, and I, and I agreed to it, that you could tell a story when we come into Adar, and so I was just wondering, would you like to tell the story tonight? Uh, oh, oh, uh, 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 um. Well, you said you wanted to tell a story. Uh, yeah, like when it came to Adar. So we're very close to Adar, right? This is Friday. Uh, are you ready to tell a story, maybe? Uh, um, um, yeah, yeah, it's a great idea. So you ready to tell a story? It's a fantastic idea. Are you ready to tell a story? You know, we don't got all night. I mean, we want to tell the story before the show is over. I, I, it's a such a fantastic idea. I thought it was such a great idea. That That is so fantastic. That, 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 that. Do you have a story or don't you? I, I, absolutely not. Ah, so you don't have a story. Aha, uh -huh, I see. Okay, so I guess you're not telling a story today. So in that case, what we got to do is, um, um, I guess we'll have to just um, work with what we got. And so I'll tell the story. But you know what? I got a story that perhaps you would like a part in. Uh, uh, yeah? Uh, uh, that would be second best, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so uh, where's the script? Right here. I hope you can read my handwriting. <laughs> That's a problem, but uh, let me see. It's fantastic. I like it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Uh, 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 I'm going to do it. I'm ready. Okay. That, that's fantastic. I am so happy that you're ready. And so um, <clears throat> I'm going to start now. And don't forget, you got to come in the right place. Okay? Okay. Uh, uh, as you wish. <laughs> as I wish. Okay. Anyways, here we go. Ready? I'm ready. Okay, <sighs> this story happened quite a while ago. I would say perhaps uh, 100 to 150 years ago. I mean, after all, it was before cars, it was before trucks, it was before buses, it was before planes. Yossi, <clears throat> just study your part. Oh, sorry, yeah, good idea. Anyways, this story goes back quite a while. It's a very interesting story. And it has to do with the month of Adar. As a matter of fact, it even has to do with, um, you know, uh, it's a Purim-style uh, story. A Purim-style story. You see, just do your part, please. Oh, sorry. You see... I'll just study my part here. Now, where was I? Okay, got it. Okay, I'm going to study it. Okay. Anyway, in this very interesting town, which was in Poland, and the name of the shtetl was Glickstadt. Glickstadt was a, 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 like a small little shtetl in Poland. But it wasn't so small that it was like, 
Uh, you know, like if you blink twice, you pass it and you miss the post office and everything like that. It wasn't such a town like that. And it was just a small statue, uh, statue. I mean, you know, it just uh, it was like a statue, statue, you know. I mean, like it wasn't big like a city. Uh, right, right, right. Uh, it was, you know, it was a shtetl size, a decent size. And most of the people in this particular shtetl were Jewish. Wow. Yes, he study your part. Okay, 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 okay. Anyways, so let me tell you what happened. Uh, in this shtetl, there was this person. His name was Fivish Farbissina. Now, I don't know if his name was Farbissina you know, originally, but everybody called him, uh, there goes five-ish Farbissiner. Yeah, always a Farbissiner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always so angry and so, uh, I, 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 you know what? Let's not talk less than horror. It's not a good idea. Yeah, you're right. Let's not. And so, uh, let me tell you, he wasn't always like this. There was a time that Fivish was a very nice man. Fivish was so nice that he was able to start a good business. He was able to deal with buying and selling things. And he was doing very nicely with it. And he earned a lot, a lot of money. A matter of fact, Fivish became a very well-to-do man. Very wealthy. Um, yeah, very wealthy. Uh, yeah, matter of fact, let's go through his early years a little bit and see what's going on here. Hello, Fivish. What you doing? Hey, you got some nice merchandise for me to buy. Hey, what's up, there? What do you say? Yeah, of course. Baruch Hashem. I got some good stuff for you. Sure. <coughs> Here, take a look at this. You like this material? You could use it when you make suits. You know, you're a good tailor. But a good tailor is only as good as the material he uses, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're sure right. Amen. I'm going to highly recommend you. And sure enough, he would. And Fivish would get other customers for various different things. He didn't just sell material. Uh, hello, hello. Uh, your name is Chatzkala? Yeah, 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 yeah. My name is Chatzkala. Yeah, 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 yeah. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. I own this hardware store over here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I sell all kinds of things. I sell uh, parts for wagons. I sell wagon wheels. I sell all the things you need. And I sell tools also. And so, yeah, would you like to buy something, maybe? Is that what it is? You would like to buy a tool? Not a problem at all. <laughs> if I got a tool for you, you name it, I got the tool. And what do you say to that? Uh, that's very good. As uh, a matter of fact, I, 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 I can get you tools at a very good price. You, 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 you could? Wow, that's fantastic. I like that very much. Okay, so uh, uh, let's see what you got for me. Whoa, 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 these are good. Whoa, not all at once. Let me take a look at this. Wow, these are good hammers over here. Whoa, whoa. What, what, what is this box? Those are like a wagon parts, you know? Nuts and bolts that hold the wheels in the wagons, things like that. And look, here I got a box of horseshoes you can sell. Oh, oh, oh. that's very good. I like that. 
And you're such a nice fella, and you give me such a good price. Of course. I want to be in business, and I want you to be in business, because if you're in business, then I'm in business. <laughs> and then we're both in business. Well, I mean, um, when they become a fair business, you'll see, you'll see, you'll study your part, and you'll do well. Okay? <clears throat> now, let's go on with the story. So, anyway, so what ended up happening was as follows. He was doing very well, and his mishpacha was very happy. Tati, Tati, wow, it's so nice. I love the pair of shoes you bought me. It's so nice you gave Mommy the money to buy the shoes. It's fantastic. Ah, yes, 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 of course, of course, of course. Ah, yes, I'm very happy. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. Everything is fine and dandy. And I'm glad you kindled happy. And sure enough, his kindalach were happy. They were extremely happy. They went to Chedus uh, all around, of course. Now, Chedus in those days, I know, it wasn't like Yeshiva. You know, there were small rooms here and there, and they paid a Rebbe, or, you know, uh, and the ladies learned from, you know, women here and there. You know, they didn't have a real base Yaakov yet until uh, Shoshner, uh, something like that, uh, started, something like that. Wow. You really uh, know your history a little bit. That's okay. A little bit. I know a lot. Uh, <clears throat> you're trying to be a bald guy, Vinick? Uh, 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 oh, no, 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 no. Right, right. It's not a good idea. Okay, I know my history. Now, that's better. And uh, you don't have to add that I know a lot. I mean, you know, like, uh, you know, you know, you, you, you know, you know your history pretty well is okay also. Uh, 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 okay, okay, I got it. I got it. Just got to soften my language. That's right. Okay, so anyways, so everything was going smooth. Fine and dandy. Everything was well. Yes, indeed. And he was even, at first, a bald tzedakah. There was a knock on his door, for example. Uh, oh, yes, uh, just a minute. I'm coming. One minute. I'm coming. Yes, I am. Why? Uh, what's the problem? Is there something you need? Yes, may I come into the house for a moment to speak to you? Uh, yeah, sure. Just tell me what it is. Okay. Um, you see, sir, <coughs> I'm a very poor person, and I would like to marry off my daughter, but there's only one problem. <laughs> Let me guess. She's not old enough to get married. No, no, no. She's definitely old enough to get married. Aha! So, uh, then, what's the problem? Oh, you need a cousin. Oh, I'm not a shatchin. I'm sorry to tell you that. Uh, if you want a shatchin, there's, uh, uh, Reb Mutala and, Reb, and, and, and his rabbits in Gitala. They're both very good at doing this. Okay? Yes, 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 yes. They're both very good at doing this. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So very good. Okay. All righty. Uh, very good. Okay. Um, um, uh, oh, you're still standing here. Why? That's not the problem. You see, I do have a cushion. I am missing money to make the cushion. Ah, money. Here, sure. Let me give you a donation. And sure enough, he would give him a donation. So he was a bolster duck in the very beginning. But things were going well. And as Kinderlach got older, and his kinderlech were getting married. 
And it was a very big simcha. He invited the whole town, and the whole town would come to the simcha, and everybody would sing, and they would dance. And of course, they would be singing, they would be dancing. It was beautiful. And he married off all of his kindalach. But there was something that, you know, has always mixed emotions. Sometimes kindalach remained in the same shtetl, or, the, or nowadays the same city as the parents. And sometimes, because of business or whatever it is, it's, sometimes it's good for them to be elsewhere. And that's what happened. His kinderlach got married. And his kinderlach got married. And what ended up happening was the kinderlach got married yeah, one by one. Uh-oh. Don't tell me they moved away. Yes, yes, yes. So he was becoming a lonely person. And he was getting lonelier. But he had his wife. So together with his wife, they would have, you know, a peaceful, quiet Shabbos. And once in his wife will say, Oh, look, <laughs> Vivish. Vivish Mendela wrote us a letter. Isn't that nice? Oh, yes, yes, yes. He says, everything Baruch Hashem is going well, and the business he started is going well, and he's doing fine, and he's making a seder and learning too. Isn't that gewaldic? Yes, yes, it's gewaldic, it's gewaldic, but I wish you would come by uh, to, to, to visit more often. You know, uh, our kindlech moved to so far away, and they don't come to visit, you know? Uh, why don't they call on the telephone, Rabbi Herb? You know, they could use the telephone. Yossi, Yossi, when did the story take place? Uh, about 150 years ago or more. That's right. And just like there were no cars, buses, trucks, and... Uh, okay, yeah, I got it. There were no phones either. Oh, good point, good point. I got it. Okay, no problem. All right, all right, so there were no phones. Okay, got it. Ich verstehe. Hey, where'd you pick up that Yiddish? From you. <laughs> Very nice. Okay, anyways, so back to the story. So what ended up happening was, uh, he was lonely and he would sing Zemiris at home by Shabbos table. Carry by What's the matter? Why did you stop? I enjoy when the kindlers sing together. It's much like the whole house, you know, vibrates with with all of this stuff and everything. Mama it's gemaldic, but you know, it just feels funny singing alone. It's all right. You should ship nachas from your kindlers. Oh yeah, but they live so far away and they just never come to visit. Oh boy, oh boy. Wow. And if anything could get better, it would. But it wasn't going to get better. Wait a minute, Rabbi Herbs, there's a problem. What's the problem? Y you said that this is going to be like a Purim-style story. Yeah, so what's the problem? Well, you're making it sound like he's so sad and so upset and everything. Ah, so Yossi, once again, you're like uh, interrupting the story before you hear the end. Oh, you mean it has a happy ending? 
Of course it does. You're thinking I'm going to tell a sad story. Uh, uh, oh, good point. Good point. Wow, you're so right. Wow, <laughs> I wasn't thinking about it. Okay, so what happened next? Well, <clears throat> what happened next was his wife started to get sick, unfortunately. And he wrote to his kinderach. And the kinderach said, Oh, dear, my oh my, uh, mommy is sick. Oh, but she's so far away. Uh, and if I go over there to travel, it's going to take so long to go there that my business will fall apart and then my family needs me over here. Oh, well, so you know what I'm going to do? I'll, I guess I have no choice, but uh, I'll just keep posting with the mail. And, of course, he wrote. And eventually, the mail got there. What do you mean, eventually? Doesn't it get there in two, three days? Not in those days. <laughs> there were no airplanes to bring air mail. There was no uh, trucks to drive and, and bring a truckload of uh, mail. You know, it's a horse and buggy or whatever. Oh, wow. So what happened? Oh, boy, it's me. I can't believe this. My kids are riding, their mother is sick, and they can't come because their business will fall apart, their family will fall apart. We should keep them posted. Oh, yeah, sure, 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 sure. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is terrible. <clears throat> and, of course, to take care of his wife, who was getting very, very sick, he went over and he retired from his business. He said, Ah, Baruch Hashem, I have all the money I need. I have plenty of money saved up in the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's what I'm gonna do. Okay, so, uh, that's that. Yeah, 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 yep, 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 yep. All right. Ay, 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 what can I do? What can I do? And sure enough, the only comfort that he had, believe it or not, was every now and then taking out his favorite horse. His horse's name was Berish. What? He gave a name to his horse? A Yiddish name? Yeah. What's wrong with that? I don't know. <laughs> it's not Rabbi Barish, is it? It's a horse, you'll see. Ow, 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 ow. Sorry. <laughs> Guess they don't give smicha to a horse. Okay, uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah, sure. Anyways, so what happened was as follows. He would go out on his horse, and he would ride with his horse. It was Mames Givaldic. He would get out there, and he would go to ride. was a very interesting ride he took, and he would go with his horse, and it was Givaldic, Mamish, Givaldic, and he would go there, and sometimes he would slow down with his horse and go, you know, like very slowly along the roads, aha, <coughs> uh -huh. and that's what he would do, okay, and that's what he did, and he had comfort by riding his favorite horse, Bearish. Mm-hmm. That's what he did. And so, what happened was as follows. Time would move on, and eventually his wife is getting sicker. And doctors came and said, I didn't have time this, but I hope you prepare yourself because there's no cure for your wife. And looks like she's unfortunately getting worse and worse. 
I hope you're prepared for that time that's going to be inevitable. And what can I tell you? That's what's going to happen. If I was you, I would contact your children to spend their last hours with her on this world. Yes, yes, yes. And so, sure enough, what he did was, Oh boy, this is terrible. I don't want to lose my life. I said to him, I had people say to him, Hi. Ay, 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 ay. <coughs> this is terrible, terrible, terrible. I have no idea why Hashem is doing this. Uh, maybe he's testing me, but it uh, could be. I hope I can pass the test. But whatever it is, uh, you know, um, my bottom line comes out is uh, I got to let my children know. And sure enough, he wrote letters to his children, and they came. And it took them a long time to get there, but they came. And they spent the last few hours of their mother's life, and of course, to, you know, to uh, Fivish's wife's, uh, you know, uh, their mother, they spent the last hours together, and then Shalom decided that it was time to take on the Shoma from the world, and she was taken away. Now, let me tell you something out there. You know, Hashem runs the world. We don't know how long each person is going to live, or when their time comes. But this lady's time came. And then after Shiva, you know, Fiverr said, So, uh, my kindalach, matalach, hayamal, padala, rivka, so what do you say? If she can't stop and do, maybe you could move back here to the town, you know. Uh, I'm all alone over here now, and, you know, like, uh, I'm going to miss your mommy a lot, and uh, I miss you, kindalach, also. Uh, maybe you could come a little closer, like move closer. Now, my father, we have our businesses. Oh, that's right, we have our businesses. I'm sorry, Tati, but uh, we have our family and our businesses over there. I mean, I got an idea. Why don't you come to move out with us? That's a very nice idea, but uh, I have everything over here. This is where I grew up and... I made a, a life over here, and, 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 and I really want to stay here, but I really think, you know, like, okay, maybe not all of you could come back, but maybe at least one of you could come back, and your family would be so nice. I, I don't want to be lonely. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Tati, but the offer is open for you uh, to come to us anytime. Uh, well, well, let me think about it. And sure enough, he thought about it, and he just wanted to be in his home. Uh, I guess when he felt comfortable. Now, unfortunately, many people don't know or don't realize that when people get older, they always feel most comfortable in their own environment. Not so easy for them to get used to a new environment. So what happened was is all the kindlech left, but he asked them, and don't forget, please come to at least visit more often. Yeah, father, we'll try. Yeah, we'll try. Well, yeah, we'll do, we'll do our best. And of course... They didn't. They didn't come. They wrote letters occasionally. And even that, after a while, was drifting away. And slowly but surely, Fivish became a lonely, farbissener man. Not by just his name, but by actually feeling farbissen. Feeling distraught. And he suddenly realized that he doesn't have the kaychis the same way he used to doesn't have the gadul. He doesn't have that feeling to want to go out and do business. But I I, I, I got plenty of money right now, so um, I can live comfortably the rest of my life. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. Why should I give it to my kindle who, who don't don't take care of me the right way? Huh. Very interesting. Okay. What can I tell you? Uh, Loigaitis. And of course, the rob of the town, Rabbi Ruchim Goodman, he noticed that Fibus was changing. And he started to speak to him. Listen to me. You know, you don't have to be alone every Shabbos. You know, if your kindler don't come, you know, uh, you know, then of course you could come to us for Shabbos. You could be by Inzeratish, don't worry. <laughs> well, well uh, it's not a bad idea. <coughs> Maybe I'll think of coming to you for Friday night, okay? It's all right, fine. You're very welcome. He's in the height. Kim, Kim, he's in the height. And so, sure enough, that Friday night came. And he went there. And he went there. And of course, not only was Fivish Fabisna there, but the Rav's, uh, one of his Kindlach were there with his Enaklach. So, therefore, the Enaklach were there. Okay, uh, we're gonna sing now Shulam Aleichem. Shulam Aleichem, Malachaya Shuvarat, Malachaya. And of course, they were singing, it was nicely. And then the Rav made Kiddush. After Aishas Chayil, you know, he made Kiddush. And Mikabai Shashabos. Amen, Amen. Amen, 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 Amen. Amen. So you are the famous famous. Very nice, very nice. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you're Mechi, the, the rough son, eh? Uh, yes, I am. Yes, 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 yes. I guess. So, uh, so what's that, sir? Uh, you ever get to see you? Ain't it? Oops, sorry. I shouldn't have asked you that. It's all right. It's all right. Don't worry. And of course, he was sitting there. Deep down inside, he was hurt because he asked him that question. You see, Heineklach. And unfortunately, he didn't. And that made him feel more bitter. And then, after a few times coming there by the Rav, he would notice that each time there was a different family member there, but they were there with their kids. So instead of him feeling more comfortable, he was feeling dejected. Yep, he was feeling very bad. So inside, he was talking to himself, and he was saying, Ay, my Ismir. How can I come here Shabbos after Shabbos, even though they like me and they want me here and everything like this, but it just makes me so jealous and upset because I can't see my kindlach, my einachlach. Ay, ay, ay. Don't they understand what they mean to me? Don't they understand that they're hurting me? Ay, 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 ay. And of course, the Rav was very perceptive and he noticed there was something there. So after the meal... He said, you know what? It'll be my pleasure. Let me not just walk you to the door this time. Very nice night outside. I want to walk you to your house. You don't have to. The rub doesn't have to. It's not covering for the uh, Don't tell me what is comedy and what's not. I'm the rub. I'll pass him. And for me, this is fine. Don't worry. You're a hoshmayir. Here, let me take you, okay? Well, if you insist, all right, okay, not a problem. And so the Rav walked him home. But on the way, the Rav took an opportunity to mention a few things. Listen to me. I didn't become here the Rav for nothing. 
Yes, Rabbi Goodman, I know that. Uh, they're paying you a salary. No, no, that's not what I mean. Besides knowing how to learn in Paskin Shilas, I also know how to read Punim, you know, the, the, face, the faces, you know. I understand. You feel very sad. You feel very dejected, probably, right? Yes. Now that you mention it, I just wanted to tell you that I just don't feel comfortable coming to you anymore. I know you try to make me feel at home, but I, I just don't feel comfortable anymore. And the reason? Well, um, I, I become jealous. Ah, you'd have to conquer that. Ay, 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 ay. Yeah, but it's not so easy. I mean, your kids come to you and everything, and and you have your anaclech there, and I'm always like, I see the joy, but I, I don't experience that. So what should I do? I, I'm very upset. I, I, just makes me more sad when I come out. I'm better off staying at home alone. I, I, really, I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I think I should do. I should stay at home alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not good for you to stay home alone. You know, let me tell you something. You know, there's two sides to every story. And then there's the third side. Huh? I'm not sure. Well, when people come to me for Adin Torah, you know, there's his side and the other person's side. And then there's the actual third side, which is the truth. Huh? And I get it. You see, if I listen to your side, you're going to tell me that your children should stay here, right? Because, you know, you live here. This is where you brought them up and, and you're so used to it and they should stay here and come back here. On the other hand, they feel, they feel that you should come out there. But, but I can't come out there. I, I, I feel comfortable here. But you want to be with your Eneklach. And they are right in a certain sense. They have a right to be with their families. And if they're making their panos in the shtetlach, wherever they are, then it's okay for them to stay there. And sometimes it's hard because they have a big family. A big family is very hard for them to come to you. It's very understandable. I understand that 100%. But you know what? It also means... With this in mind, you realize that these kinderlach of yours, they really love you. Yeah, they sure could have fooled me. Ah, but you don't understand. They would like to come, but it's a sacrifice. If they come with you, if they come to you, that means, <coughs> excuse me, that means if they come to you, that means they have to leave their family behind. Or if they take their family, it's going to take them a long time. It means their business will be closed for a while. Or they have to hire somebody. It's going to cost them a lot of money. They think it's easy for you to go there. But they don't realize you're an older person. And it's not so green, not so easy for you to go there. So it's a very catch-22 situation. You understand? Now, if you'd ask me my advice, of course I would say that uh, you should go to your, one of your children to live there, then you won't feel so lonely. On the other hand, you have to recognize also that uh, your children don't understand. That is an old, old saying, which my Alta Boba used to say, Ein Mama can nehmen care von zehn Kinder, aber ein Kind can nehmen care, uh, I'm sure like uh, Ten kinder can this never care of ein mama. Uh, meaning, uh, uh, I, I understand you're saying that one mother can take care of ten children, but ten children can't take care of one mother. I, I, I'm not sure. Don't you understand? The liebschaft the mother has, the parent has for the children is very strong. But the child is influenced by other things all around. 
So they don't realize what it means to you to be here. So therefore they can't feel exactly what you feel. You should sometimes write to them and tell them. Yeah, maybe I should, maybe I should. And of course, what ended up happening was he did not write to them and tell them that because he felt, well, my kids should know this on their own. They should know how I feel. Huh, huh. Well, this is there a chorus of time to me? Well, this is terrible. No, that is a tough situation. Well, Rabbi Yerbs, this is a real tough situation. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I mean, how do you solve that? I understand him. I understand the kids. I mean, how do they make up a shooter? Maybe the Rav should do something. Ah, but a Rav can only do something if a person is willing to hear what the Rav has to say. And willing to compromise. If a person doesn't compromise, then things don't work out. You see, it comes a time in a person's life that they got to realize that you can't have everything the way you want. And you have to compromise. And compromise sometimes means to sacrifice a little bit. So, yeah, if he wants to see his Zaynikluch and he wants to, you know, meet them, then he might have to move out there. Might be better for him there. After all, he did retire. He has money. He just has to sell his house and have even more money. You understand? So, it's like it's a very tough situation. Very hard to make a decision like this. But he was Angaflans. What? Uh, uh, he was rude in his ways. I'm still waiting. Where's Zalmi's part? Oh, we're getting to you. Don't worry. Okay. And so what happened? The years were passing by. One year, two years, five more years passed by as each passing day came by. When there was that famous knock on the door. Ah, so it's my kids maybe. Ah, they finally came to me. And of course, it was a little bit delusional being all alone. And he looks outside. Huh, that's not my kid. All right, let me see who it is. Ah, uh, yes, can I help you? Yes, I'm a poor person who just passed by through your town. And I have a little bag. I need some money to buy some food. Can you help me out, Efshin? Ha! Help you out? I'll help you out the door. Please go away from here. I have no extra money now. Goodbye. See you. But <laughs> you have a reputation. I have a reputation from years ago. Now, goodbye. Goodbye. I'm all alone now, and nobody cares about me, and that's it. And I, and, and I don't know who's going to take care of me, so I, I don't have extra money. Goodbye, 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 goodbye. Ah, that's terrible. And, of course, many other poor people didn't know about it. Hello there, hello there, hello there. It's me, Yankele. You know me. I come every month to pick up a little Sedoke because I have a large family, can I know and I don't make enough, and you always are so kind and help me out. Yeah, yeah, I'll help you out the door. Goodbye, goodbye. Uh, what's going on here? Business not good? I'm retired, so I don't have extra money. Goodbye. Uh, but, 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 uh, 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 goodbye. And after a while, people got the idea that he doesn't give Sadaka anymore. Hey, what gone into that guy? I don't know. And just because his name is Fabissina doesn't mean he has to act like a Fabissina. Excuse me, but uh, what's a Fabissina? Uh, a flustered person, you know, a person that's frustrated and angry and all to himself, you know what I mean? Oh, see, that's terrible. 
Yeah, I know what you mean. The Mussel Mateen? That's a good question. Christ, Dachnish. And of course, the people began to ignore him. And after a while, when he came to shul, people did a bad thing. Instead of trying to be Makar of him and get a little close to him and feel his feelings, what happened was is they stared at him. There he is. You see him over there? Yes, I see him over there. All right, all right. Uh, look at him. See, they're all alone. Uh, you're going to try to say good job, Mr. Mamanit. Oh, good job, Mr. Good job, Mr. Good job, Mr. How are you? How are you? How are you? You're not hearing well. Okay, let me let me try. You know, all the people, they don't hear so well. Good job, Good job, Good job, Oh, this guy's screaming at me. Oh. Don't get it. He doesn't answer. And after a while, he started to become so lonely, so to himself, that he stopped saying hello to people. He stopped saying anything. When he had to go to the local uh, general store to buy some food, he would come in there, and a grocery guy would say, Ha-ha! So it's good to see ya! Shalom Aleichem of Fivers! Uh, put on a smile! Once in a while, if you smile, it'll be very nice for you. Okay, now what do you want? Uh, you're not saying a word. What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, you want one of those? One of those? Okay. Measure this. Uh, weigh this. Okay, very good. Okay, let me see what it is. Okay. All right. That will be, uh, uh... Uh, three kopecks and, and, and five groschen. Here you go. Well, thank you very much. Uh, would you want it delivered to your house? I'll take it myself. Okay, well, why do you have to be so grumpy? You say, please, it's okay. Thank you very much, but I'll take it myself. Ahem. Good day. Oops, I don't even usually say that because I don't have a good day. Goodbye. Oh, no, whatever. And he would leave. And he became grumpy. And people know him as the Vabisna. And the Rav tried to come to him, knocked on his door. Hello? Are you there? Go away. Don't want to see anybody today. But I'm not anybody. I'm the Rav. I know. Rabbi Yeruchem Goodman. I'm here to hop a schmiz with you and, and cheer you up a little bit. Nothing can cheer me up. Goodbye. Go away. Don't want to see you. Not even the Rav? Not even the Rav. Goodbye. Oy, Vesmir, this is terrible. And sure enough, what happened was is, his rides with the horse was not the way they used to be. He started to ride a lot more wilder with the horse. Hey, watch out over there. You almost hit me over there. Why don't you watch where you're going with that horse over there? You almost hit me over there. Don't you look where you're going? Hey, hey, hey. It's, 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 uh, what's his name over there? Yes, I know who it is. Oh, of course. It's him. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Fivers. What's the matter with you? Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Look at his face. He's got that forbidden look. Oh, this is a bitter look in his face. Oh, come on. Hey, Fivers. Why don't you cheer up a little bit? 
Don't tell me what to do. Ha! And of course, people started to become afraid of him. Not because they were scared he was going to hurt them, but he just said they were like, who wants to be friends with such a grumpy type of person? Woo! It was terrible. And then it started to happen. Yep. What happened was is it was coming to Purim. And of course, nobody felt like sending him Shlach Monas. Who would want to send Mishlech Monas to a bit of person? And the Rav. He was so busy with collecting Shlach Monas, he said, you know something? Nobody's probably going to give him Shlach Monas. But you know, I think I should go over there and give him some Mishlech Monas. Yes, that's it. I'm going to do that. And just as the Rav was about to go out the door, his door was knocked on, and the Rebbe opened up the door. And all of a sudden, people came in. I Give me, give me some money over here. <laughs> Just kidding, Rabba. Hey, come on in. Let's drink Lachayim. And the people came in. They drank Lachayim. And the Rebbe, ah, Rabbi Ruchim, good man, got so phenomenal in his kehila uh, that he almost forgot. And then when they left, uh, he was about to go, Ah, oh, yes, I have to remember. I have to take me Mishloyach Monas, and I have to bring it right over to Fivish. Maybe I could put a smile on Purim. Purim Zazam Metunah Shmeichel. Purim should be without a smile. No, no, no. I can't give him the smile. Okay. Uh, Rabbi Zin, I'm going to try now to go to Fivish. All right. It's a good idea. And sure enough, he went to the door again, and the door opened up, and this time was a bunch of kinlock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice costume you have there. Very colorful, very nice. You make this yourself? Uh-huh, I did. Yes, indeed, I did. Okay, so that's that. Zalby, you want to see your grandman? Oh, yeah, sure, no problem. At last, I get my part. Yes, see, just do your part. Okay, okay, okay. Da la 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 And, of course, they were singing, they were dancing, and each time... The Rav wanted to go out with Mishleach Manas. Another group of people came in because, after all, he was the Rav, and everybody gives Mishleach Manas to the Rav. And he was starting to get more forbidden. What you looking at? <laughs> now, one person gave me Mishleach Manas. <laughs> Is it because I don't give them? Well, why should I give them? I'm an older person. I'm probably the oldest person in this town. Don't they know they should give me? Then, if they brought me Mishleach Manas, yeah. Then I could go over and, and give them Mishlech Manas. And give them back. Yeah. Well, they expect an old man to me, like to me, because you run around door to door? Huh. It's not so easy. Huh. Well, huh. Huh. what a Purim this is turning out to be for me. And sure enough, 
He only went to Megillah to hear it in the back of the shoe. Didn't say a friend can put him to a single person. Nothing. And he just spent his day at home, and nobody brought him anything. Just didn't work out. I ain't gonna bring to him. I want to get screamed at. Forget about it. This is Peter without Schmeichel. We have to smile. We have to be happy. And of course, everybody was happy. And they ignored him totally. And he was really forbidden. And a two, three years went by like this more. And now he was well into his upper 70s. And yet, he didn't hardly hear anything from his kinderlach. And, of course, visits. They kept making the different excuses. We were going to come, but there was a snowstorm, and we couldn't go, we couldn't travel. There was too much mud, there was too much slush, too much this, too much that. And, of course, you know, they just never came. And the letters? Oh, sorry we didn't write, but, you know, what happened was, you know, uh, my, my family, Kanaidahara, is growing, and I had to do this, and I had to help my kids with this, and I had to do that, and I had to do that. And, of course, they had excuses for everything. And he just became more and more forbidden. That's what ended up happening. Wow, how does it become a Purim story? It sounds so sad. So just do your part of Zalmi. And so the following year, which is about now about the fourth year that he did get Mishlai Manas. And again, reminding you that the Rav did try to bring Mishlai Manas, but every time he tried to go out the door, everybody bombarded him. And they wanted it like that. Meanwhile... Zalmi and his friends won Purim. That following year, the fourth year, that nothing was brought to the... <coughs> that they should nickname him the miser, the fabissener, fivish, the fabissener. They call him fivish fabissener. They call him fivish the fabissener. Or in Yiddish, fivish der fabissener. That's what they call him. And this is what they said about him. And meanwhile, let me tell you what happened. Zalmi... Are you there, Yassi? Got it. I'm ready to do it. Okay. So let's see what happened. So there was the good old Fivish looking out the door. Actually, out the window. <laughs> Another Purim. Another quiet, lonely Purim with nobody here. I shouldn't expect anything. I should have known. This town is all to themselves. They don't care about a little old man like me. But it was far from the truth. You know, Fivish just didn't realize that he didn't let anybody else into his life. And therefore, what ended up happening was Fivish felt lonely. But it's his own doing, unfortunately. Meanwhile, what happened was his Zalmi and his friends. Wow! Hey, guys, you know, we finished going around with our rounds from Shlachmanis. We went and we sang and dance for the rub. And I got a whole bunch of this food back and forth. And some, they said, this is for you. This is for your parents. I got some stuff that some people said to me. How about you? I got something, too. Yeah, why are you asking? You want to trade? No, I was just thinking. You know, um, <clears throat> Fivish from Bissner, he's probably all alone. Do you know the reason why he's from Because nobody talks to him. Well, he don't talk to anybody else. That's right. Yeah, but, you know, maybe, maybe we could talk to him. Yeah, I think so. What do you say, guys? Maybe we can go talk to him. Well, I don't know, Zalby. Come on, Shlamala. 
What are you talking about? Let's make up a mishlech manas. Okay, and let's make it look nice. Okay, good. Very good. Very good. Decorative. Okay. Come on. Let's go. Uh, who wants to knock on his door and let him know we have mishlech manas? slowly first. And he whipped the horse and the horse started going faster. And he started riding around real crazily. Hey, watch where you're going. Hey, what's going on? Hey, whoa. Hey, uh, I'll teach you. Dare to make fun of me? I'll make you a pure miserable for you. <laughs> Get off the streets. <sighs> yeah, you want to tease me? I'll tease you. <laughs> And sure enough, he ran around very vild. And then he started declaring, Next year, by Purim, I'll tell you what I'm going to do because you sent Kindlech to tease me. I'll tell you what I'm going to do next year, Purim. I'm going to send out my horse, Bearish, all by himself. And he will be very wild, I assure you. Ha, 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 I'll teach you to make Chizik from me, an old lonely man. <laughs> and of course, the people didn't understand. What's he talking about? Lonely old man. He's only because this is what he wants. We tried to be friends, and it was his problem. And of course, the following year, everybody was worried what to do. But little old Zalmi, he had an idea. All right, I'm almost here by my Uncle Hashi's farm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh? Uh, Uncle Hashi, are you there? Oh, who is there? I can't believe my eyes. Is that you, Zalmi? Is that you? Yeah, it's me. Uh, um, uh, Uncle Hashi, 
I came to visit you. Ah, does your parents know you're here? Ah, uh, yeah, they know I'm here. Oh, that's wonderful. I was just wondering out loud, you know, um, what's the special visit that you're giving me? Ah, uh, because I need your help. You need mine help? What are you talking about? Well, you see, there's a wild horse in town, and, and, and it's very mean. The owner is very mean, too, but I'm not going to mention the name because I don't want to speak less than So what I want to tell you is that he threatened for this coming Purim to send this horse running wild all over the streets. And it's a very wild horse. It starts kicking and knocking things and can hurt people and do damage. So uh, is there a way that I could stop him? Because, you know, you have a ranch and a farm and whatever. You have a lot of horses, so you know everything about them. <laughs> of course I do. I know a lot about the horses. Okay, so first you have to understand that horses like sweet things. Of course they like to eat hay and grass and everything because they're a grazing animal. However, you know what you can do, which is very nice to do. If a horse is very wild, give him some sugar cubes. Okay, you know the square sugar. I know what those are. And also they like carrots, you know what I mean? You give them that, they'll be your friend. Really? But don't overdo it because that could make them sick. Okay, just right. Great, I got it. Yes, thanks a lot, Uncle Ashley. You had no problem. I'm glad to help you out. Not a problem. Anything else? I uh, know. Okay, send your parents mighty guns. I certainly will. And so, sure enough, Purim came. Everybody went to the Megillah, and there was the Fabisna, five-ish Fabisna in the back. Listen to Megillah Laning. And then, before anybody could say anything, when everybody was saying, And as they were singing away, singing and dancing after the Megillah, but Fivish left. And true to his word, just before people were ready to go for Shmachmones, Oh, what are we going to do? Oi, Vayethmir, what are we going to do? Eh, Malkale, you gonna let your kindler go outside? I don't know. I didn't think about it. What about you? Kinda handsome, what about you? Oh, that's a very interesting idea. I haven't thought about it yet. Oh me, oh my. This is terrible. Oi, 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 oi. Oh, terrible is not the word. Oh, a disaster. Okay, no, no. Ah, maybe we shouldn't send Kindle out. Uh, Zalmi, you make sure you stay home today. And when we think it goes to school, you bring Mishloach Mones. Ah, uh, I'm not afraid. I just need this little peckler what I prepared here. And I hope you're not going to miss these few carrots and everything. I'll be fine. What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm going to take care of the wild horse if he's out there. Everybody... And he got out in the streets and he starts screaming, Everybody, come out and enjoy Purim. If you want to give Shlachmoinus, you want to go around, go ahead and do it. Don't be afraid of that silly old horse. It's just a horsey. You're smarter and you're tougher than them. And if not, I saw me. I'm going to take care of that little horsey. You don't worry. Hey, kid, get off the street. What's the matter with you? That's a horse over there. We're not talking about a 20-pound kid. You know what I mean? That's a horse, a good couple of hundred pounds, maybe a thousand pounds after, I don't know. And I mean, it's a very wild horse. If he sees the horse out there, 
You're bound to look out. Not only kids should be off the streets, even adults should be off the streets. What's the matter with you? I'm not worried. With Hashem's help, we're going to stop this Vilkite. You'll see. You'll see. And there he was. Little old Fabisna, fivers. <laughs> All right. Time for my plan to go into action. Yes, I'm going to do it right now. And he let the horse out. And the horse was going. And it was running all over the place and people were getting scared. Look out! Look out! Look out! Look out! Look out! Look out! The horse! And all of a sudden there was Zalmi. Excuse me, Mr. Horsey. Hi! And the horse began to pick up speed and suddenly it was going fast. And what happened was this. At that moment, as it came to him, he put his hand out with some sugar kills. Look what I got! And inside he was sittering. And but in his head he was going, Rabbi the Shalailam, please help me! Thank you, work. And the horse suddenly stopped. And the horse stopped. And the horse suddenly went over and leaned over to his hands and started eating the sugar cubes. And the horse stayed calm. And then he gave him some carrots. And the horse stayed calm. And the Fabissina was looking outside. What? I can't believe it. Look how nice that boy is being to my horse. Well, maybe, just maybe, maybe those kids really weren't being so Fabissin. Maybe it's me the whole time. People did try to say hello to me. People invite me. I mean, just because I have a problem, why not make my problem everybody else's problem? Wow, got to do a lot of thinking. And sure enough, he did a lot of thinking. The horse remained calm, didn't bother anybody. Everybody enjoyed Purim as great as possible. And then what happened was is, the next year Purim, there was a surprise. Every person, when they opened their doors in the morning to go to Megillah Laning, they found there was a package, Mishloach Monis. And it came from Fivish Fabissina. Not only did they come from Fivish Fabissina, but he had an apology note. He wrote a note of apology, and he really felt very bad for what he did. And he wouldn't do that again. And he realized that if a little kid could be so nice to his horse, then he should be nicer to the rest of the people. And he realized that they weren't trying to tease him. They really were just trying to open up to him and be friendly. And so, I told you would have a happy ending, but I'm running out of time, so let me just tell you what happened next. He was doing such a self-inspection in himself. He was looking deep inside himself. And he started doing chuba? That's right. Knowing that, he put that smile back on his face. He greeted people. He started to do a little bit of business to make sure he had the flow of money, and he started giving Sadak again. And not only that, he made reservations every now and then to go visit a different one of his kindalach. He learned to compromise. He learned that if he wants to be happy, not all the time it has to be your way. You need to compromise. And that's what he did. And from that year on, in that shtetl over there, in that little shtetl of Glickstadt, they had a beautiful Purim every year. And you know who came at the head of every Purim Suda? That's right. It was Fivish the Fabissina. Although his name was Fabissina, he was no longer 
of our business. Wow, that was fantastic. Did I do a good job with my part? You did an excellent job, so make sure you have a story for next week, because we'll be in the middle of honor. I'll work on it. That's good. Okay, we have no more time, so let's just say goodbye. Everyone have a wonderful Chodesh and wonderful Shabbos. Amisha, 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 Nechnasada. Marvin, 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 Marvin,